At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're getting to the part of the podcast where we've been talking for a while, and now we get into the tough names. Where we're going to have some, we're going to have some issues. Through, I want to get all the tough names. Oh, because a lot be... of them are on the defensive line. You're right, right too. Right. And I want to learn them. <laughs> That's right. If you got questions about tough names in the NFL, you have come to the right place. Don't ask Chris Sims because he can't get it right. But Ahmed Farid, yeah. my other host, my co-host, he will set it straight. Okay, he's going to do that type of work and he's going to teach me and all of us how to say all of these things. What's up, everybody? It's Chris Sims on Button. It's a Thursday afternoon because yesterday I was hanging out with my boy Blue in Buffalo. Ahmed is here today. Uh, Sorry, I ditched you. Had a little you had a little father son school outing today. I had to go see my teachers for my son and uh, daughter. So yeah, met them, raced over here, right. You, what were out, a, you were out hanging out with Josh Allen yep. yesterday. You ditched me. I ditched you. Got on a plane. Yep. Got out to plane, Buffalo. Hung out with them. So it was a big day. We're going to get into that. We got so, we got a good day today. Ask me anything. Some leftovers from that. We're going to do our top five rosters, right, Ahmed? Uh, we're going to hit that. Ahmed did ten. He's very proud of that. I'm going to do five <laughs> and give some honorable mentions, all right? Because I found six to ten to be very, very hard. But uh, hold on. Yeah. There's more to it than just the top five yeah. rosters here. Yeah. We're talking top five rosters. Rosters, You're right. Excluding the quarterbacks. Excluding the quarterbacks. That's right. That's right. And that's where it is interesting. It is. It does. It's a game changer that way. And I think there's some good conversation to be had all, all together about rosters. Even though you might not have a top five or six roster in the league, doesn't mean your team can't be top five in football. Yeah. And I think we'll get into that because there's nuance to that. And uh, I think it's an interesting conversation for sure. Um, so, yeah, we got that. Tomorrow is Friday, Ahmed. Very what? important day, Friday. I have no work, and that means I can smoke weed tomorrow. I'm going to do it. I have yeah. no, I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm going to wait till tomorrow because I don't want to go like three-day weekend style. So Friday, Saturday night. I'm back in the game yeah. with Mary Jane. Weed-free August is ending on August 27th. Yes. yes. Yeah, Weed-free most of August. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was going to go September 1st. It's not going to happen. I want to enjoy my last two weeks of summer here a little bit. Do you feel like you'll pick up right where you left off? Well, no way. I've done this before. So I've had this. And it's been a, it's been a few years since I did the full month off or you know, 27, 28. It's a leap year or <laughs> yeah. something like that. It's okay? February. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Right. So I have done that before. And the last time I did it, Oh my gosh. I I quick story just off off, you know, off the topic of football here. <laughs> yeah. Um I was actually working for the Patriots. Was I like the last time I did the full month. Okay. All right. Cuz it was like training camp and I was like 
holy crap, and you know, I'm you're working like 20, 20 hour days, right? Every I'm a coach. day. I'm a coach now. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't really this. a coach, but I was like, you know, a, a pretend coach who just put a lot of stuff in the computer and did whatever <laughs> they told me to do. Yeah. But I I did it that, and uh, I think I had my my life insurance exam or whatever too so you know you're trying to do all of that right and make sure you look good so yeah. i'm gonna live forever give me a low premium rate here yeah. um so i took the full month like a full 31 days and the first night i did it we were going to a gathering with some friends in boston and i didn't know some of them i only knew one of the couples but they were having us over to kind of introduce us to some other people yeah and you know i was a pro before the break and now the break is coming and i'm totally clean and i took like I think like five, six hits, and I was out of my mind. Like, walked into this, like, across the street to this person's house, and I was like, oh, I mean, like, totally bugging out, you know, like that. To like, where, like, I know a few of the women when I was meeting them, I was must, like, I could tell they were like, are you okay? What's going on? Because I couldn't focus. It yeah. was like everything was crazy. So I will not be able to. I was out of hand in July. Have you ever seen those people again? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. They, in fact, they liked me. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe they liked me less from that point, actually. Yeah. Maybe they were like, hey, weird Chris is better than normal Chris. Uh, but, yeah, that was uh, the last time it got like that. I've taken three right. weeks off, you know, that type of stuff. But I, that was the last time a full month. So, so you're going to go green in the comfort of your own home. I am. Now. I know. I was talking about, like, my wife was like, well, maybe we'll go to dinner and i was like i don't know the first night in a while i think we should just stay home and like yeah. in case i'm like a little too crazy right? ease into it don't ease go crazy it. exactly right you don't want to have to take another month off right no. that's the goal yeah, yeah right right keep right. it in control so you don't feel like you have to take a whole month off thank you dad uh. <laughs> christopher <laughs> oh that really sounded that was, like my that dad was pretty good wasn't holy it? crap i've been listening they just gave me a shiver down my spine <laughs> uh so yes we do have a lot to talk about yeah. including your trip to buffalo and I want to get into that right now because yeah. we have one question. We're not going to the whole podcast is going to come out because you talked to Josh Allen, right? Uh, but Mike Reed says, "Where'd you get your wings from?" And please say Bar uh, Bill. I wish I wanted to go there. there. I got you know the references from a few people mm-hmm. associated with the Bills. These are staff. Buffalo wings. This I know the it's home the, of the Buffalo wings, right? And I was a little pressed for time, so I did not get to go to one of the good ones. I went to like. A dive bar right down the street from the stadium. Okay, and it was really a dive bar. Okay, <laughs> and yeah. but but the 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 person warned me that told me he's like it's it's you know it's not the greatest inside and it's it's a real bar and you're gonna have drinkers yeah. in there. Yeah, he's like, but the wings are pretty good. So I was right. like, all right, it can't be that crazy in there. I'll be going there. It was a real bar. It was like it was like whoa, no one was really there for the wings. I can tell you that it was <laughs> it was afternoon drinking time. And uh, but I did I did get that. But I know I did, I was pressed for time and didn't have time to go to one of the the top you know uh, wing places because I had the flight getting out of there and everything yeah. like that. Right? When you so, walked in, you were you were the first person that they were not familiar with in like five years. Probably, well, right? they were that, I, definitely that's like one of those places where other. everyone knows their name except for Chris. Except for, and in. they were like, who are you? They definitely <laughs> gave me that. They all turned yeah. around and like, who are you? Yeah. And what are you doing here? And why are you dressed so nicely, you know, with a buttoned up shirt all the way, you know, to oh, the top you of your keep, neck? Did you keep the oh, top was, button when I you kept, walked in yeah, there? Yeah, right. Yeah. You oh, know, I don't right. know about that. I know. When in Rome, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was that was wrong approach there. But the wings were really good and uh, had a great day with Buffalo. I can really you, did. Can you give us one little preview about uh, about Josh Allen, how that talk went? Well, it, it was amazing. I mean, first off, the fact that I think we talked for more than 30 minutes or so and had a toss for, you know, most of the time. 
He got, you know me, we got into the quarterback mechanic stuff. That's what I love about your interviews. So, like Joe thanks. Burrow did the same thing. Yeah. It's just like it's different. You're, it's an interview that you're not going to hear the answers anywhere else. Yeah, that, that, that's I, I hope so. I hope people take it for that. And we really got into some of the nitty gritties. And, you know, he was cool. And, you know, he talked about how he stole, stole a few things from – some special quarterbacks around Ooh, the league, right? I don't want like to give pants, that up. Like pants right? or a Took a, shirt. You know, had some fun with the Brady chunky thing, right? He did that, it was, which was really maybe, maybe my favorite part because I kind of talked about that experience of playing in the match, and I was like, oh, Brady, you know, called you chunky. He's like, yeah, that's messed up, isn't it? He's like, I'm faster than him, though. Yeah. He's like, I'm stronger than him, though. And he's like, he can't whoop me. And, uh, <laughs> so he, Josh Allen is so great. And I really think he's uh, – the cool thing about it is, you know, like a Joe Burrow, there's humble, and they know they got work to do, and it's not going to be easy. Yeah. But he's very aware of, you know, the circumstances around him that they're looked at as a Super Bowl champion type of football team. You know, we got even into the, you know, like I asked him, like, dude, you realize you're like in the midst of Manning Brady. You're living that right now. Like you're living Marino Elway. Mm-hmm. It's you and Mahomes and all that. So we got into all of that. That's cool. Yeah. So there was a lot of cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, he, he really broke down some really cool things about his throwing. And, like I said, stole some things from some other guys that he incorporated into his game that I thought were really interesting, too. The million-dollar question, did you sing the song? Uh, well, I asked him. I didn't sing the song. I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I started off with, like, my boy Blue. And I was like, you, you know I called. And he's like, oh, yeah. He knew I, you know, I called him Boy Blue, mm-hmm. right? He goes, he goes, I, I wish you'd stop. <laughs> he may be. He may be. But he was, uh, he was, he just, um, he's just got a great way about him. Like all really great quarterbacks do for the most part. That's yeah. why they're great leaders and why they're great quarterbacks is they accept the challenge. There's a humbleness to them and yet a self-confidence that's really special. Practice was awesome because the ones are not playing. So they went ones versus ones live scrimmage. Right, so because I they're to, not playing in the preseason, they're not playing in the they preseason. They are playing against each other in practice, right? Wow. So they're not playing in this third preseason game at yeah. all, and uh, so they got after a little bit. And it, you know, again, I love it because it wasn't perfect. You know, they, they're another team that I would go. They don't script for success. They're not worried about oh, we got to throw for ninety-five percent in practice and look pretty on offense. They make it very game-like. The Bills are a different team in person. They're bigger than. You know, when I was up there two years ago, mm. their Dean line is much bigger. Von Miller makes them look different. And just like we've said the last few weeks, like with the Chiefs too, there's an attitude of a team on a mission there. I mean, they're on a mission. Mm. You can tell it. There was an energy on the field as soon as we walked up you know, onto the practice field. You know, Stephon Diggs looked great. He's, I you know, was talking to him a little bit. I was like, dude, you're, you're a little more muscular and thick. He was like, oh, thanks for noticing. Yeah, I am. He's like, I'm 205 this year. I've been playing at like 190, 192 the last few years. I'm 205. He looked r- strong. A little chunky, maybe. Yeah, little he chunky. wasn't chunky. That's the one thing. I mean, those damn receivers, like, when they, they're just freaks of nature. Gabe Davis, holy crap. I didn't realize how big he was in person. Really? Gabe Davis is a, a specimen. 6'3", legs like a... Uh, you know, like trees, legs that I like, the legs that you see I on a mean, running back, yeah. you know. There's a so, lot of debate about him right now. Can he be that legit number two? Yeah, we'll see. I know he'll be, you know, certainly have a presence on that offense, and mm-hmm. we'll see. But he, he, man, does he look the part. And, you know, Von Miller looked amazing, like I said. I think the other thing, too, just to say this, at the end of practice, you know, and again, it wasn't the prettiest practice for the offense. They, they You know, Bills are blitzing them and doing crazy stuff. And, um, but, man, they went into the two-minute drill. And Josh Allen made this throw up the right sideline. And, you know, everybody, you know, including the team, and I, woo, 
like it was like and you know they see this every day yeah. but I was walking and just sitting and just going holy and they were like oh, that was amazing right and I was like what I was like literally there's like five six people in the history of the sport that could have just done that right there wow. you know it's, he's another one of those like I've said about Mahomes and Rodgers when the ball when he throws it and it's really you know all perfect and he's not throwing off platform or like the pace of the ball and how hard it spins it makes you go like, wait, am I seeing that right? Is that is that an, like an optical illusion? And that's how I felt when I saw Mahomes and Rodgers throw the first time, where I just went, whoa! Like, not only is the ball flying through the air, but it's spinning so hard that it's almost like, can a human really do that? Like, mm-hmm. is that a machine? Is that a jugs machine that's doing that? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that was really cool to see. But I'm so impressed by the Bills altogether. So that interview is going to come out, I think, next week, Tuesday, right, Pete? Right. The full interview, the half hour you throw in the ball with Josh Allen. I do think so. I think I mentioned this a year ago that maybe we'll get to the point where instead of some of these preseason games where fans have to buy tickets to where none of the starters play, yeah. let's sell tickets to some of these practices or joint practices because it might be one of the only times you get to see Josh Allen do stuff like that. Well, you're, you're right. I Replace mean, place uh, one of these preseason games where no one plays. Well, the joints practices, like, I mean, yeah, like we like, you know, you take about Falcons jets, the practices were more competitive than the actual game. They right? just didn't play anybody. The Colts, the lions, the practices were more competitive than the actual game. The nine, Vikings, right? So there is that. You're right. Like, if you want to go see real football, you're better off going to some of those joint practices and seeing it there than maybe a preseason game where, again, like you're talking about, none of the starters are actually going to play. Step up, NFL. Get some of these preseason games out of there. Get the joint practices in there. Did you see your squad? Have you been watching Hard Knocks? I don't have HBO. Oh, my gosh. I've never had HBO. Freaking gosh. I feel like this is the time I should probably get it. Do you have Apple TV? Do you have HBO Max? It's an app thing. I'm telling you now about apps and the fucking internet. Holy shit, what's going on here? But I've seen the clips. I've seen the clips on social media. I think it's one of the best years ever. I really do. I mean, because of Dan Campbell and the coaches, the way they went this last week against the Colts, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if you've seen any of the visuals on social media. First off, they walked through the forest in Indianapolis on, like, a blue-yellow brick road. And then all of a sudden, they come out to a field. And, like, Dan Campbell was like, this is a field of dreams. Like, this is crazy. It really was crazy. But it is, like, I think amazing. Like, just the way he talks to his team, just to give your team a little love. Yeah. I mean, he was literally talking about they're getting ready to go scrimmage them. And, you know, of course, he's so intense. And and this is, hey, men, this is, it's time to put the face paint on and sharpen the spears. All right? I'm taking this shit serious. You know what I mean? You know, I'm going to take the game, you know, pretty serious. But the fucking scrimmage is where I really want to see. And it just was, it was, it was a great watch. It really yeah. was. Yeah. So uh, get HBO Max. Okay. I, I should get that. Yeah. Come on. I've seen the clips and they trickle out, but you're right. I, sh- I need to see the whole episode. You do. I will. They're, it's damn good. Eventually I will. Maybe I'll binge them all together, but you can see yeah. why. Yeah. You can see why his players like him. He's like a real dude. No doubt about it. And sometimes it. you, you would think that like oh, all this kneecap stuff. It's a, if the guy's genuine and that's really how he is and that's how he acts and talks and behaves then it works. It does work. Yeah, it works genuine, genuine is the most important thing for all head coaches. Yeah. It, the, the players see through fake. They see through it. You know, you're around them too much. So you, if you're fake, 
somebody's finally going to see the flaw and then yeah. go, ah, what, what a, that, he's full of shit. And no, no, and you hidden, don't have to be an asshole. You just got to yes. be real. If you're a nerd, be your nerd, be your nerd self. No agendas no. that you know, you're trying to keep away from the team. Or right. You're not transparent. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll watch that. I, w- I will do that. And I'll watch your uh, Josh Allen interview coming up. Let's get into some of the ask me anything questions here because one kind of links with Josh Allen because he has talked glowingly in the past. And I think to you this time, we were talking before the podcast about Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is always in the news. Yeah. Right. We can right. always ask some questions about, about Aaron. Um, and so does Kelly Craig. Says, do you feel like it's a really big deal that Aaron Rodgers skips OTAs with new and young wide receivers? Signed, a Vikings fan hoping so. So Kelly is hoping that by not being there 100% of the time, right. Aaron Rodgers uh, for OTAs set this team back. They're going to start slow. I, 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 listen, I, I don't think it's a really big deal. I don't. I think, like, you know, it's a do I think it would have hurt? You know, absolutely not. Do I think it would have helped? Absolutely. Yes. You know, could they be a week or two maybe ahead of where they are right now? And, you know, you get the, the nerves and the jitters out about, oh, my gosh, I'm with Aaron Rodgers. Like, and, and there's no doubt about it. You know, we, you, you heard, like, there were some comments Devontae Adams made. Like, Rodgers has that Jordan-like presence where when he's practicing, the whole team picks it up. That's what great quarterbacks do. Even when I was in New England, like, when Brady was out there, everybody's on their P's and Q's, and then he brings an energy because the quarterback usually is the guy that loves football as much or more than anybody on the football team, sure. you know? And, you know, Brady used to, like, throw a laser slant. Be like, ah, how do you like that? You know, you better get your hands up. I'm throwing bullets today, right? There's a different intensity There's in the a different practice. intensity, and there's an enjoyment, too, that's where it's intense, but, like, man, this is fun. This guy's crazy and cool, and he wants to be awesome, and let's join in on the energy. So I, 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 I wish he was there. Yes, I do. You know you know I love Aaron Rodgers uh, to the fullest, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't see how that would have hurt the situation and would only have helped it. Now, do I look at it and go, oh, man, they're screwed here? No, I'll bow to what Aaron Rodgers said last week a little bit. That, hey, training camp's a long process. There's time to have lots of conversations here and, you know, get through it. So, I, again, I don't think it's going to be like, oh, man, they might lose two or three games now because yeah. of it. But, but it couldn't have hurt. It couldn't have it hurt couldn't is the hurt. point. Exactly yeah. right. Um, you know who else loves who? Aaron Rodgers besides you? Yeah. Sammy Watkins, uh-huh. apparently, mm-hmm. uh, who made some waves, and had, the headline is out there. He was talking about his former quarterback and his current quarterback here. Yeah. He says Pat, as in Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if uh, our homie saw this one out there, is incredibly good, but A-Rod is on a whole other level. Right. Whoa. And Whoa. we heard this from uh, Tyreek Hill, too, right? Didn't he? Well, he, he tried was... to say Tua was his at, just as more accurate than, than Mahomes. Right. Right. And I want to go, I don't even know how that's comparable, but okay. I mean... Wow, I don't know. Mahomes can throw three yard throws too. It's, it's you know, it's it's um. So so yeah. What do you make of this? Well, you know, I talked about this with Florio a little bit. This is a great conversation to me. This really is. First off, what I wanted to say to Sammy Watkins is why say it? Well, what's the purpose? I understand. Hey, you're playing with Aaron Rodgers and you want to give him love, but then just talk about Aaron Rodgers. Why why put down Patrick Mahomes in the process? All right. So that's the first thing I want to say, and then I want to say, man, I mean. Sammy Watkins, like, you know, again, respect, but your career has not turned out what everybody thought it was going to be for a top 10 pick. And 
your career, the only moments people remember are Mahomes throwing to you in the AFC Championship game and your great catch against the great throw and play against Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl, where it was the moment where we went, he threw the fade down the right side, and we all went, the whole nation went, holy shit, these motherfuckers are going to come back and they're on fire right now. Here we go. It's Kansas City Mahomes magic time. So why put down the guy that is like, you know, you're kind of linked to as like, okay, this is the guy that, Everybody's going to remember you yeah. playing for it. his best moments. Right. We have no memories of you on the Ravens or the Buffalo Bills or, you know, where the hell was he? Last? Oh, he was at the Ravens last year. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, what, so why go there? That's where I just don't quite yeah. understand that aspect of it. And who knows? I mean, players are talking all the time. They're answering questions quite a bit. And I, I've done this in the past, too. And I, I kind of had to learn this right. as well, because I feel like that is the default. You want to praise something currently, it almost puts down things in the past. Like, there have been times where I've wanted to say, sure. like, oh, this is the best crew I've been a part of. Right. But inherently, that kind of puts down all the other crews that I've worked yeah, with. I got you. And so you're right. You do have to kind of make that mental note of when you're talking positively about someone, just make it about them. Yes. Feel like, this is a great crew to work yeah, with. I'm this having is so special. much fun. Roger's this is amazing. Special. I'm blown away yes. by this and this and this and what he does, and it's amazing. Yes. And then you're not taking a shot at another guy. Mm-hmm. So it might have just been a mistake. Well, I, I, may, I, I doubt. I doubt. But he. I mean, he I don't did know say he's on I a do. whole other level. I know, so I mean, that's where I, I mean, don't that's, think it that's, is. That's a that, strong statement. That is strong. That's a strong I will statement. give you that. And then I think the other thing I would go here with this Ahmed is, you know, first off, it's not fair to you're comparing Rodgers and what year is this? Seventeen for him? Sure. And Mahomes in year three. That's what you're going back to here. Year three and four. Like that. It's not fair to go down that 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 road there because. Yeah. You know, first off, come back to Patrick Mahomes in year 17. I guarantee he's going to be, you know, all over certain things and, you yeah. know, be a little more nuanced and, hey, I've seen it all and, and directing traffic even more. He's already improved greatly in those areas already. Yep. He's special that way. I mean, come on. He's, it's not like we're talking about some guy that's some idiot. He's been leading this team to Super Bowl level play ever since he got on the field. So I don't agree with that. I think Mahomes is on trajectory to be in that elite class with Aaron Rodgers. You know I think Aaron Rodgers is like the greatest quarterback ever. You know He's the people's champ. He's the player's champ. I know everyone's going to always go, Brady's got the rings, and great. But damn, almost every coach and player I've ever talked to thinks Brady and Rodgers is better than Brady. But you can't say it because of the New England mafia. I can't even say it in my building because of my boss. He's going to get mad at me here, too. I guarantee he's going to try to correct me later. Yeah, we'll like, be off crazy. The but there's so much more into that conversation. And it's, you know, you know so, so I guess where I want to go with it is, I mean, first off, I think it explains to you how special Rodgers is. Rodgers yes. is special. Yep. You know, we've talked about it. The quickest to 300 touchdowns in the history of football. The quickest to 400 touchdowns in the history of football. Still hasn't thrown 100 interceptions, right? Quickest to 40,000 yards. Quickest to 50,000 yards, right? With less talent than maybe Mahomes has had to this point or the other great quarterbacks. That's where I would tell you. He's never had a real great defense to help him. He's never had just firepower galore at receiver and tight end and everything like that. He's had some good ones, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to totally disrespect, but not compared to maybe some of the other quarterbacks in the history that are in his class. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would argue with that. So you know I am I love Rodgers, but I would also say, hey, Rodgers was drafted in 05, right? Uh, or Yeah, 05. He's drafted in 05. He sat on the bench 06, 07. He played in 08 and was good. He played in 09 and it was like, whoa, He's pretty good. 
Watch out. And then, and then 2010 came around, and we went, holy fucking shit, is this the greatest sh- store, show I've seen? Is, is he it, better than Brett Favre? Right, right, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. It really became that. And then it got into the playoff run that year, which was as, as much of a guy taking over games as I can remember at the time and going, I've never seen anything like this. This guy's like, he's unstoppable. Sounds like a guy that's on another level. Well, okay. But, 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 but Mahomes did it his first year playing. He sat out one year, and in the first year won the MVP. And then had Brady and New England beat in the AFC Championship game if D Ford just doesn't line up offsides, yeah. right? Or wins maybe the toss in overtime, right? So this is, this is a special player we're talking. To me, they're very similar in a lot of ways. These are two of the greatest throwers in the history of the sport, not only just power-wise, but right. you know, magician-wise too. And so that's where I just go, I don't know, like, I, I just don't like the comment. And then I think when you also in, get into this conversation, okay, like, Mahomes' stats are going to be right up there with Rodgers when this is all said and done. Sure. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked that he's the guy that eclipses the fastest yeah. of 300 I mean, touchdowns. I don't look at stats personally, but you can if well, you want to. Well, <laughs> you know, there's some stats that have some relevancy to what you do and sure. how you are. And, and, and you know, again— He will. I mean, he's going to be up there. He's going to be up there with everybody. He might break them all. He might break them all. And it's just a, long, it's a matter of how long he can play. But then also I think when you add into the fact of like, all right, well, let's look at the playoffs the last year since since uh, Rodgers and Mahomes have, you know, since Mahomes started, how have the playoffs looked? Yeah. Well, Mahomes blows them out of the wet, uh, the water. I mean, he's 28 to 7 and then I think Rodgers is like 9 and nine touchdowns, four interceptions. Mahomes is 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So there's that. And then, He's of course, your, Mahomes has been to two Super Bowls. You're crushing a guy you love. Well, here. no, but I want to keep it real and give no, it a because it. Yes. you know I love Rodgers. Yes. He's no, the man. I, I don't like this comparison. And I'm just saying it's not fair. To the point fair. that it's on another level. It's right? not fair to Mahomes. Here's what I think we got to so, do. And look at this. Here, here's, here's playoffs the last, the last, since, since Mahomes started in the yep. NFL. Eight wins for Patrick, just two for Aaron. Right. Uh, the completion percentage. Hey, Aaron's got him in completion percentage. Right. 69%. Uh, Mahomes has it. more than double the yards, mm-hmm. right? Ma- Ma- Rodgers has 1,400 yards. Ma- Ma- Mahomes is at 3,300 yards, and there's nine touchdowns, three interceptions for Rodgers, and 28 touchdowns and seven interceptions for Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Now, to Rodgers' defense, I don't think his teams have been as good as Mahomes. Sure. Rodgers is a victim of his own greatness, what I'll always say. There's teams and years where he went to the championship game and stuff like that where I go, his team wasn't as good as the Bucks. Are you fucking kidding me? No way. He outplayed Brady that day. There's a team there, you know. They recover an onside kick against Seattle. He's going to another Super Bowl. The year they played the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC Championship game. Come on. Green Bay wasn't even one of, like, the three, four, five best teams in the league that year. They were there because of one guy. It's a little bit like where I tell you, like, LeBron or, like, Michael Jordan early in his career was like, he can't get to the championship game. It's like, well, they're not championship teams, but they keep getting to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Pistons because this guy's a freak show, right. and they're writing a book about the Jordan rules to try to stop one guy. And that's where Rodgers was, right? But Mahomes is that guy, too. And I will say where he has an advantage to me over Rodgers is he, I think, puts more pressure on you in big-game situations. Mahomes is going to go down swinging, and it might make it might be a mistake. He might throw an interception, right? But he's not. He's going to. Oh wait, I got to move and scramble and throw a ball thirty yards up the field, sidearm to this guy, boom! And I mean, I've never seen anybody do it as regularly as he has. To the point where the first few years, I was like, "Whoa, he shouldn't throw that." Oh, complete. Whoa, he should. He can play. And to the point where you just were like, "There's nothing he can't do." 
And I've never seen that. So I don't like that comparison. There's a lot more I could talk about here. Yeah. To me, this is where these guys are in a different class than Tom Brady. Like, oh. Well, I know. To me. But this, again, listen. No Bra- one's safe here well, today. No, no one is safe. Brady never had to like carry the team his first four years in the football. When, when like Rodgers and Elway and Marino and all, it was like in Mahomes it was, and Josh Allen, it was literally like, here, carry us. And right? I mean, we can go to Super Bowl, the third Super Bowl victory for Brady, as I mentioned today, against the Eagles. I mean, it's ISO left, it's ISO right, it's we can't score a point, let's play through the defense, let's manage the game. So, again, as awesome as Brady is, and I know he's awesome, again, it's it, it, these to me are a different class of a guy. I will always like Brady is more like Derek Jeter to me, and I know people think I'm a hater. You know, he's the ultimate general, the ultimate captain, but he needs some support around him. You know, these guys are like on another level I, to me a little bit. They are. In <laughs> oh that no, way. no, we've made it. Quote. I know. Well, yes. I, maybe. You know, I just I don't care. I'm so sick of fighting it. So I understand the goatness of Brady. Sure. But I also would say he was not put in the situation. If he had to be put in Kansas City in year two of his career, and they were like, throw it 45 times a game and just make magic happen. And our offensive line's kind of good, and our defense is not even actually that good at all. Like, no, that wouldn't have happened. Right, he grew into that. He was groomed into that. And there's these are special, special talents where you could just put them on any team and they could make it go, no matter what the offense, the situation. It's like you've heard me say too, you know. Again, not fair with another level. The guy's been a starting quarterback for four years. It's four AFC Championship games and two Super Bowls. I mean, come on, it's mm-hmm. insane. And then in the Super Bowl he played in, he had a bad foot and as bad an offense. His offensive line was hurt. You know, I, I, I say that too. I go, damn it, if you switch the quarterbacks in that game, it would have been 70 to 10. I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry, everybody. Right. So there we go. And I don't understand why in the NFL it can't be seen, but people can see it in college. Like, is the quarterback for Georgia the best quarterback in college? He, he must be. Let's start it up right now, Pete. Let's start up. Put it on my Instagram. What's his name? I don't even know. Is the best quarterback in college football and should be the first-round pick. And put it out there. Tweet it out because he won, and so he should be drafted in front of Bryce Young. And so that's what's. But in college, people see it. Yeah, I know Bennett, right? right. Stetson Bennett, right? I couldn't even think of his first name. But but see what I? That's what Tweet I mean. That out. So that's why I, I just. So yes. you got me going here. And no, I did not. Way, I don't uh, like the comment by Sammy Watkins. I'm sorry. <laughs> Long story short, yeah. he shouldn't have said that. Holy shit! You got. And me if going he was now, sitting here, if he was sitting here right now, after all that. He would have been like, I don't know why I said that. I regret everything. I think he would. I, I think, think he I, would. He would have no right. response to that. I don't understand. He would have no response to a that. A little bit of the Mahomes hate right now. I literally spent the you first. You think it was really hate or just he's gushing well, too much over the current Gushing guy too much got. over. I mean, even a little bit of even the public hate a little mm. of Mahomes, like the doubt of Mahomes. Yeah, because you get a half a billion dollar contract. I, I guess. But it's like throwing I, stones. This is what's crazy about our world right now. I tried to tell everybody Tyree Kill was one of the the best receiver, the top three, and everyone's, you're fucking crazy. And then he leaves the team, and they're like, he lost the best receiver in football. Mahomes isn't that good. It's like, it's literally, it's like it's got a 180, hmm. where it was like, and it, Tyreek Hill, yes, he's still one of the top three in my game, but I don't have any doubt that that offense and Mahomes are going to whoop some ass this year. Hmm. None. And we'll see if Tyreek Hill does, because I'm not sold on that one, because it's a team effort and how you're used hmm. and all of that. 
So is it a top five roster? That's going to be the question. Ooh, so sorry, I, didn't, I know no, we I didn't want to go that long. I had but no I, idea that that would go that long to get you that fired up, but I'm glad it did. Well, it's it's I'm a, glad it did. I honestly think we could talk about it for another ten to fifteen minutes. Well, let's we talk about this stuff. for let's talk about this because yeah. you brought up Tom Brady because yeah. you wanted to scorch Earth everywhere. You know, it was like we got <laughs> I know we got I Watkins. Did, we got now the Brady people. I even think you put down both Rogers and Mahomes while trying to build them up at the same time throughout that conversation. Well, I did. I tried to be real about it. Okay, I tried to understand. Yeah, listen, I. Under, there's the negatives, the positives. I'm just trying to give everybody both sides of the story there, and I just don't get that all the way. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Right, what so, about this? What yeah. about this story? Yeah. Jarmander 37 wants to know, would it bother some Bucks players that Brady took vacation in the middle of preseason? No, I don't think it would. And it's not a vacation. No. He was away for personal reasons. We right. don't know exactly why, yeah. but it seems serious, serious enough for right. him to be gone for that long. Yeah, I know exactly why, but I'm not going to go there. All right, so mm. the the thing is here is, no, it's not going to bother. It's not. It, you know, again, you know, there's there's the military aspect of, like, the locker room. Guy's got a lot of patches on his on his, you know, uniform. He's been the general. He's the man. We have no reason to doubt this guy. He's always ready, right? He's always ready to lead the troops, and he knows the offense. He knows defenses, and I, I have a hard time thinking he like eleven days. He just was like, "I'm not doing. I'm not doing anything. I'm just gonna stick, stick like put my feet up in the air and 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 watch, you know, uh, the Peacock app, right? I mean, like, I, I, which could have been I mean, a good thing. MLB Sunday leadoff every Sunday. Right, right, game. right, right. You know, Chris has a button on there, all that, right? Just, <laughs> right. So, but. But I, I, you know, I would think even during that period, he's still probably throwing footballs. He's still doing his TB12 workout, and uh, so no, I don't think that will be an issue at all. And I, I actually feel bad now because I know I'm going to get the Brady hate now, and for all the things I said there, gosh, I really respect Brady. But yeah, you could see I have those guys in a really special class, in my opinion. Uh, you say you can't tell us, yeah. What? But just kind of wink. Was it the Masked Singer? Was it the? Uh, what you got it? <laughs> no, that was absolutely not. Okay, all right. But it was a personal we can, issue. We can debunk that. that. Right. We can debunk that. Right. All right. Uh, breaking news: Brady will start. It's awesome. The preseason finale Sunday versus the Colts. So wow. he'll be out there one last time before the regular season gets going. Last time we did the Ask Me Anything, we had some Ravens questions. Well, was, I want to say one thing about that real quick with Brady starting because I'm really in, we got to see that they're all line. Right, Ooh. I'm interested to see their own line. They got some issues there. In they the do. Middle. Should still be okay. Still like you look at the okay. names on there, right? Maybe some guys filling in roles that maybe were ready. Right, they we could got, be okay. No but doubt we'll have about to see it. it. We're gonna have to see it. So that's gonna be a big thing to me. And too, what I wonder about that too is there a deal already in place where, you know, these coaches, they talk to each other. I wonder if the Colts are going to play their first team D line. Oh. You know what I mean? Those are things to look out for. I'm interested to watch that offensive line no matter sure. what, just to see some of the new pieces. Because Tristan Wirfs is hurt, right? He's got the oblique injury. And then they're going to have a new center and a new guard. And I know they got Shaq Mason there and, and Donovan Smith, who were really good. But yeah, yeah, that's certainly something to watch out for. All right. While we're talking about offensive line here, Pete, with a great transition to uh, breaking news, not breaking news, but we heard about it earlier Tyron Smith. Mm. 
for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Hamstring injury is pretty bad. Hamstring it's, a, injury. it's actually, I think, even worse than that. I think it's some sort of fracture. And then, like, the kneecap I just saw Ooh, earlier. So ruptured. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Um, what the hell was it? Or, yeah, I saw it before as I was kind of preparing for the podcast. An, avul- an avulsion fracture. Oof, that sucks. On the kneecap. So he's going to be out and at least till. The playoffs, pretty much. That's what they would hope he can maybe be back for the playoffs. So what does that do to the Cowboys? And that's straight from Jerry Jones' mouth. What does that do to the Cowboys? The the Cowboys are one of those teams where, you know, I I look at them as like a fringe playoff team anyways. I'm I'm certainly not like stamping the Cowboys and going, oh, playoffs this year. No doubt about it. No, I mean, you know, first off, I've been one. You've heard me say, I think the O-line's a little overrated there. So, and they're a passing football team. They got Michael Gallup, not 100%, right? And he won't be probably for a few more weeks. There's no more Cedric Wilson. You know, the defensive side of the ball, they've lost some people with Randy Gregory, of course, being the big name there. And then I think the other thing actually, you know, too, was just like, okay, wait, so is that defense going to be any better? Because I know we, we talk about it, it was like the biggest improvement in the history of sports last year. And it was like it was only the 19th ranked defense in football. It just wasn't the worst like right. it was the year is before. Is that what they are now or do they make another jump? I know. So yeah. we'll see. That's going to be know. the big thing. But, yeah, I have my questions about them as a football team. I, I You know, no Amari Cooper. There, yeah. There's some things they're going to they saying they're going to run through. Zeke, their second best running back on their team. So yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on the Cowboys by any stretch of the imagination. Dak had some bad games last year, well, and then, some of the Cowboy fans were right even seeing that. Well, the offense I think is when they can't run the ball is not the most creative in football, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then I think when you add in man, week one, like I don't know if, if we have their schedule to pull up, um, but like I can say it real quick, they play some legit defense. I mean, the Bucks week one. That's not the team you want to play with. You're trying to figure out who's going to be your new left tackle and, and get things straight there. The Bucks. Well, I mean, maybe they'll do the thing you just talked about. What? They'll both talk to each other and say, hey, don't play your ones. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Our offensive lines are struggling. Don't play your ones. I mean, those two games to start, Ahmed, I mean, Bucks and Bengals, they're two of the best pass rushing teams in the sport. They'll get a break at the Giants on Monday night. Right, but then they got the Commanders. you got some guys there. And then it's, you know, the Rams, which we know they can rush the passer, and at the Eagles, and they can rush the passer. So, yeah, that makes me worry about them. There's no doubt about it. Uh, rap Sheet reports uh, it was, yes, like you mentioned, an avulsion fracture of the knee, the hamstring tendon that sits at the back of the knee pulled off the bone. Ooh. Needs surgery, sources say. He's a beat-up individual. December if he's back at all. So that's a bummer for him and the Dallas Cowboys. It was a bummer for Ravens fans last time that we really didn't talk a whole lot about them. You wanted to at the end of the podcast, but we had already been going for two hours and 72 minutes, and Kristen said she had to eat. She hadn't (laughs) eaten all day. Um, So here we are. We got the Ravens before we get into the top five rosters, which I feel like we should do pretty quickly here. Uh, Ravens. There's a lot going on with the Ravens right right. now, and the homies want to know a lot of different things. Definitely. One was on Isaiah Likely. We'll get into that in a second because a lot of people are talking about him from the Ravens. I saw in your mentions there were a lot of mentions about him. Right. But uh, Jeff Rowan wants to know, about Tyler Huntley, and he says, I think the presence of Tyler Huntley gives the Ravens more leverage in dealing with Lamar. Huntley looks like the real deal, and in the long run, maybe more reliable than well, Lamar. Well, Whoa, I'm bold, not going to go there. Bold. I'm not going to go there. I would just say he's on another level. <laughs> You're funny. You're so <laughs> he, he, he is, I mean, as we, we talked about in the top 40 countdown, and I probably didn't make him high, I mean, rank him high enough, and he's one of the best backups in football. You know, him, Gardner, Minshew, to me, have been the backups that just blow me out of the water this preseason so far. I mean, and he's got a little bit of everything. 
you know, his arm is not as powerful as Lamar Jackson. He's not as fast as Lamar Jackson. And he doesn't have as many release points as Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not going to put him in Lamar Jackson's, and I don't think it gives him necessarily leverage. I don't, I don't think this is an apples-to-apples apples type of thing. You know, again, let's not disrespect Lamar Jackson here. This guy is, is, is one of one. And and all you got to do is listen to anybody that's ever played against him or played with him, where they just, you know, Lamar's the guy after the game's over where everybody runs over to like I want to shake Lamar's hand because I've never seen a fucking guy do that before, like and he did it seven times this game. All right, he's special, he is. So I love Tyler Honey, and I think he's proving that he has the capabilities to be a starting quarterback in the NFL for sure. But I don't think it has any effect on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and what they are. So that would be my my talk there. But man, yes, you know uh, what I would say, you know Lamar, if he can learn something, maybe from a Tyler Hundley, it's just that Tyler plays it true to form all the time. It's like right out of the coach said, do this, 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 and this. And Lamar at times last year, I think took it himself. Like, wait, there was an easy completion, but I think I can get something better. Right. He just can't fall into that trap. That that would be the only negative I would say about Lamar. So, uh, but Lamar, I expect to see the best Lamar possible this year. He had a good connection with Mark Andrews yes. last year, past couple years. Here, yeah, good tight end of the league. But maybe he'll have that same connection with Isaiah Likely, their draft pick out of Coastal Carolina. What was he? A fourth round pick or something yeah. like that? I think he was our what number three tight end in the, uh, the draft I process. Think so, yeah, right? UM. Pallet 46 says Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews two tight end set for the Ravens 2019 vibes with Hayden Hurst question mark well yeah I mean it's this is uh you know I think better than that you know Mark really? Andrews is 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 one of the best tight ends in football and now you add this guy who again it needs some work blocking but still is going to be enough of a presence to where you go whoa wait if Andrews and and likely are on the end of the line of scrimmage on this side they can run some power football over here that could give us a problem and then oh wait the next play they're split out right like we talk about that a lot so yeah I mean this is a team again we know the receivers are not real special but that's not how they're built that's not the way they're going to play I mean that's they want to run the ball and keep you on edge because of their run game and their overpowering offensive line and then Lamar being able to do things off of that and then they use the tight ends, and they'll find Rashad Bateman matchups and, and try to use the rest of the crew accordingly, and they'll have their little roles. But, yeah, I expect the tight ends to be a, a, as much of a factor in their offense as just about any offense in football, I guess, at the end of the day. I mean, that offense is such a hot-button issue with Lamar and what he does and what's so great about what they do right. that maybe they don't develop other parts of their, their game. And that was basically what Steve Young was saying here recently, I think he said I missed this. What did he say? Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to get the exact quote here, but he said uh, he was talking over on ESPN about he can be the greatest player in the history of the game, but I think he was knocking um, the scheme, and they got to lean into it, the Greg Roman scheme here. Um, so Swish B asks you, Chris, did you see Steve Young's comment about Lamar Jackson and the Greg Roman offense? Me and Steve have some of the same complaints that the passing concepts are too basic and predictable. I'd love to get your thoughts on the passing attack. I've been saying this for years. I mean, this is this is... This is, you know, not Greg Roman's M.O. Passing offensive coordinators, not where his genius is. He was in San Francisco with with Kaepernick. With Kaepernick. And that was a great running quarterback offense. Exactly right. One of the best that we've seen in a while. Right. And that's where he does his stuff. Listen, like Shanahan, one of the best offensive minds in the game. He's better in the run game than the pass game. You know? If there's, you know, you look at that. So this is Greg Roman's strength. And when they can't. 
run the ball, which they couldn't like last year because of the offensive line injuries and all the injuries at running back, it hurts the pass game to where now it's like, wait, it's, it's all about the pass game, and that's not what he is. He's not Sean Payton or Andy Reid. He's not that. That's not what he is. So they're built to play that way. They need the run game. He needs the run game. That makes his pass game you know, more than effective. But I think when you just have to lean on that itself, this is something I've said for, you know, I think Pete would vouch for me. You would vouch for me early early on in our, our you know, um, our, our match matchup and, and relationship here that, you know, this was always something I questioned to a degree. Yeah. But I don't like how people sometimes put down Greg Roman because of that. Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, not many people could develop a running game as effective as the Ravens. Exactly have had right. Here. It's creative. It's really smart. That's the route that or jump- wouldn't dare too. Uh, no, right? maybe say, not. Protect your quarterback, Lamar Jackson, even though he's built like an Adonis. Yes. Don't put him in harm's exactly. way. Exactly. This is the way the the Ravens and John Harbaugh want to attack and play football. So yes, when the run game is demolished by injuries, it makes them go into a corner of their playbook where it's like it's not their best thing. And, and, you know, again, it's like, it's like, it's like, if, you know, and again, I don't want to, Andy Reid's one of the greatest offensive minds of all time, but all the receivers get hurt, right? And there's nobody, like, and now they have to rely on, we got to run the ball like 50% of the time. They're not going to be real good. They're not going to be what you think they're going to be. It's going to be tough. So, you know, that's where I, I don't love that, but I think Swish B, you are right. There's no doubt about it. They are a little too basic and predictable that way. Uh, but it's because they rely on the run game, and and maybe they'll, maybe they'll, maybe he's got a few more ideas this year. Maybe he's got a few things to throw, you know, at defenses, and and we'll see where. I do think it's grown over the last two or three years, where I've gone, huh? There's some things I like here and there, where I go, that's pretty damn good. But yeah, they want to go through the run, like I said. Patriots are one of those teams that like to go through the run. You don't know which running back that's going to be. Fantasy purposes that makes it very difficult in drafting your guy, yeah. as Matthew Barry would attest to. Uh, but one of our Questions is not actually from Twitter. It's from one of our friends here, one of our coworkers at NBC, Jim our Thompson, buddy. a great yeah. homie listener. He really um, is. He He's was uh, constantly asking me questions. Yeah, and he was mad that we didn't talk about the Patriots that I know. much on I Monday's know. pod. Right. Well, we got like, rushed. We did get rushed. We got rushed. Pete right? rushed us. It was La Liga after, game or after something. Three, yeah, there was yeah, La Liga so and three like, hours yeah, into the pod. Yeah. We're like, yeah, the match is half over. You guys got to leave. <laughs> uh, he wants to know a couple things, but I'm going to ask you this one. Yeah. He wants to know, how is the Patriots' offensive play calling going to work? Belichick, is it a committee? Can a committee even work? And why are they being so weird about it? I, well, you know, they're weird up there. Weird was my – that wasn't <laughs> oh, him. Don't, okay. well, we're not going to put that on Jim. I'm asking that. Okay. Why is it so weird? Well, you know, they're, they're – um, you know, it's, it's a unique situation. I mean, again, it is. Now, I think if it was any other place, we would all be going like, what the hell are they doing? What's going on? But as I've, I've said before – Belichick could coach the offense, and he obviously thinks that these two guys can make the adjustments. Joe Judge, Matt Patricia. Right, to where, yeah, they've never coached offense or quarterbacks, but they're really good coaches, and they understand the game conceptually, X's and O's and everything, you know, at a very elite level. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, again, we could look at, like, Belichick, the great defensive coordinator, and as I've told you before, part of the Josh McDaniels genius is – you know, he used to tell Josh, when teams do this to me and my defense, I don't like this. And then sure. Josh would write it down and be like, oh, okay, they build us and like that. Let me change this and do that. And the, Shanahan's the same way. You know, he could probably coach the defense. He really could. And he knows what they don't like to see in certain formations and sets. And when they play that defense, ooh, if I call this play, it really stresses their rules out. So they're going to find ways to be really good here. Right. And, you know, I don't want to say really good. 
I still have questions about it because don't again. Josh McDaniels is special. He's special, and, and not always that it's always about as you know. A lot of the teams have the same plays. How do you dress it up? You know, how's a play that you call? You know, two or three times every game. How do you make sure the defense doesn't know you're going to call it the next week? You know, oh, it made it look a little different. And then the timing and rhythm and sequencing so important. And that's where the great offensive play callers really are great. They, hey, I gave them this and I gave them this. And then, ooh, I faked like I was giving this and we had that off of it. And, oh, no, now their heads are about to explode. Can they do that? I don't know. We got to see. They're going to be really well coached in the basics and still fundamentally really good. Um, but I'm as interested as anybody. I am. And it's certainly one of the things to watch out here early in the year. I have a hard time thinking their offense is going to look as good as last year right off the bat. I, I do. Yeah. I have a hard time there. And then, you know, the last part, he said, why are they switching from a zone running scheme? They, they've had the zone running scheme in there. They've always been a man-to-man blocking scheme. They've always been. This is Bill Belichick. And, you know, Bill Parcells and, and old school Giants. So they want to block down and pull guards and smash them out. They've been more of a man-blocking scheme. And I think there's been talk about, you know, they want to even be more of that. And they are. It doesn't fit their, their you know, for the most part, you know, Trent Brown, he's not Mr. Athletic zone blocking guy. He's more like, let me just clear this out and now a guard come out here and kick this guy out and do it that way. Uh, so they've always been, I think, a little bit more man than, than zone from that standpoint. Jim is the only homie that doesn't have to wait for the podcast to be released. That's he could right. have just been is walking he... around up here. No, he wasn't. Oh, okay. but was he could have. He might have been. We just saw him a few minutes ago. Could have got the live reaction. What right. if we did that, Pete? What if we just did this live? Could we ever do that? Just do it live and just let it go? Yeah, why not? Right? I guess we could. I mean, no editing, Kristen. We just put it out there live. Well, I mean, are we editing that? Oh, we... oh, that's right. We still edit out your my cusses. Your cusses. Fucking, f- fuck me. <laughs> uh, okay, can we go rapid fire okay. to these next ones here? Yeah. Can we do that? Because I still want right. to. I want to get our. Right. I want to have enough time to do right. our. I'm, I'm, I'm talking too much. These, these are good do, questions. Rapid Sorry. fire. Let's yeah. just do rapid do fire. It. We don't do that very often. Good. So just you know, a couple headlines I off got the let's do top it. of your mind right here. Sauce Gardner. Let's talk about him. Wow, Ahmad. I like that name. Sims plug. Been saying uh, this since the draft, but was Sauce really the right pick for Seattle? For the Seattle three, he is uber talented and would make sense in a man heavy scheme. But that pick could also signify adjustments being made in the scheme. Tough to gauge. It is. It is tough to gauge. They can't be playing Seattle three all the time. I know that. If they fall in that trap, they're going to be torn to pieces. They have to be a little more versatile on the defensive side of the ball. I was kind of saying that last week. I mean, we just saw in the Atlanta game last week, they game planned some things for Seattle 3, and people were wide open in the preseason game. Sauce Gardner, though, you know, he's perfect for Seattle 3. That's, that's what he's made for. I question, like, if you had to make him play man-to-man all the time. He's long, you know, he's fast straight away, change of direction. You know, I'm not sold that he can be like on Revis Island all game long. All right, so that's the big thing. But hey, there's coaches in football that go. I, I don't. I would never draft a, a corner in the top five if I was a Seattle three scheme, because we're not asking him to play man to man a lot. It's press him and stay on top of him. So you know, this is that's a good conversation for sure. You were not as high on Garrett Wilson either, right. at least uh, not as high as most people in right. the draft, although you do like what you see, and he's very athletic out there. Definitely. Danny Wilson says he loves the pod. I know you have changed a couple of your pre-draft opinions on some of the rookies after seeing them some more. No doubt. So I was just wondering if you have changed your view on Garrett Wilson yeah, at all. He's got me scared a little, for sure. Like you know, and, and <laughs> Scared good, that you're wrong. Yeah, scared that I'm wrong. And uh, you know me, I'm always going to self-scout thyself. Um, 
I'm, I'm not like um, – I saw Chris Olave and went, oh, I think I'm wrong. Garrett Wilson, I, I like the way it looks and go, eh, I might be wrong. I need to see a little bit more. Chris Olave, though, you liked more than Garrett Wilson. I did. I liked him a little bit more than Garrett Wilson, certainly. Yes, I did. So if you still like Chris Olave more than Garrett Wilson, maybe I you're still right. Well, yes, but maybe they deserve to even be higher than what they were. Uh-huh. You know, Have they looked better than Traylon Burks to this point? Definitely. No doubt about it. Guys that I had ranked ahead of them. You know, Alec Pierce looks pretty good. It's hard to tell, too. It's very basic to this point with these guys. And they're not on the field a whole lot. But, damn, he looks fast, and he can put his foot in the ground and really run some routes. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. 49er fans got the last two rapid fire for you. Matt Reisner says, love the pod. With Nick Mullins getting traded for a conditional seventh-round pick, why is there no market for Jimmy Garoppolo? Seems like San Francisco could absorb some of the salary and at least get something in return. Also, what's the ideal destination at this point? So if Jim, uh, if uh, Nick Mullins can yeah. get a seventh-round pick, right. seems like there could be a higher pick for Jimmy, right? Well, there could be, but it's just like, you know, not everybody wants to give a higher pick and pay Jimmy $25 million a year when they're like most teams in football. Every team in football goes, but they're going to release this guy. So why would I do that? And he's not so talented that you just go, we're going to blow our room up here. So there's not a lot of spots. Seattle, you think about that. Okay, people bring that up. I don't know if Seattle's going to go that route. They've seen Jimmy G in person. And then, you know, I do think people question how good Jimmy G is. Like, I know he's good, but it's got to be the right support system around him. He's had McDaniels and Shanahan make him look really, really good. You know, like I say, like he goes up to Seattle, he's going to look physically lesser than Geno and Drew Locke. Like, they're bigger, stronger, faster, have better arms, you know. So I, I, I don't know. The team I look at is the Houston Texans. I do. But, like, they have Davis Mills, and they're probably like, wait, if, if we got to keep Davis and he's our starter, okay. We're not going to give up a second-round pick and pay, you know, $25 million. So I, I don't know where this is going to go. I know they made the comments, like, um, the owner – Made a comment last week, like, you know, anything he could, you know, could still be on our roster and all that. And Shanahan kind of said the same thing. Well, I just want to say, like, challenge flag. So that makes no sense. He could still be on the roster. Then you better start getting him practicing. What are we doing? Why isn't he going to be your backup then? You're going to make him on the roster and suit him up week one without, like, doing anything the whole preseason? That doesn't make sense. So they're going to – I would be shocked if they don't release him at some point. I, I, I mean, I would be shocked. I don't seems, know. Seems like they want to move on to Trey Lance, still keep some leverage in getting as much as they can for Jimmy Garoppolo. Burn Yuna asks you, yeah. why does Trey Lance's ball placement get scrutinized much more than a quarterback with a good throwing motion who misses often? Well, I don't know who he would be referring to with a mm-hmm. good motion who misses more often. See, this is where it's like you can't always look at numbers and completion percentage. How about degree of difficulty of throws? Like Mahomes and Josh Allen are going to probably never be 71% throwers because they're going to throw some balls where the rest of football is just going to go, I I wouldn't even fucking try that. I would never do that off my back foot sidearm 30-yard out route. Like, oh, so it was an incomplete pass. Like, yeah, yeah, right. So, you know, there's a difference there. You know, the the, the routes we're talking about with Lance, like – are basic NFL routes. It's a slant route that's off target. It's a it's an in cut uh, down the middle that's off target. Where I go, Mahomes and Allen and and those guys with a natural motion, they, they do it in their sleep. So that's that's why I'm holding him to that regard as of right now. You know, again, if he starts slamming those in there and making that a machine, and then starts missing some of the crazy high degree of difficulty of throws, I don't take you know I don't look at that and go oh. 
well, he's got an accuracy problem. That's when I'll start to go, no, the dude's special, and he's trying to make a few throws every now and then that are just like only a few guys can make. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And it has that makes sense. You no, know, totally. Okay. Yeah, totally. And for, for Trey Lance, the concerning thing is that you hear some of the reports from the beat writers there watching practices. Hasn't looked great, uh, but yes, right. Junior Chow 13 wants yeah, to know, right. you were drafted by a team with an all-time defense. How was practicing against them every day? The 49ers defense may not be as good as the 0-2 Bucks, but do you think Trey Lance can benefit and improve as much as you did? So maybe some of the struggles for Trey Lance is just because that defense is pretty D- good. There's no doubt. I don't doubt that at all. I don't doubt that at all. And then, you know, again, couple that with, hey, it's game day. It's a real game and Shanahan's game planning. And now he's really, you know, right now he's probably trying to make him do everything a little bit. Let's see what he's good, bad at. And he'll formulate his plan to where, okay, now we get in the regular season. I'm not going to ask him to do some of those things that I'm not so sure he was great at in practice and that. And, yes, you know, with that defense, yeah, they're a freak show. So I'm sure there's some days where it's like, whoa, that's, that's, uh, that didn't look good today. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they're one of the better defenses in football. There's no question about that. Here's the question. Yeah. Is it a top five roster Boom. in the NFL, though? Magic transition right there. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Yeah. I did 10. Chris did, took a half day and only did five. <laughs> That's okay, though. Um, so we went through. Here's the, here's the exercise. Right. And I, I liked doing this a lot Yes, because I checked in with a lot of sources. I looked over at Pro Football Focus, too, from talking to you all the time. Yep. I just tried to isolate these rosters away from the quarterback. Cool. So I tried to, I tried to become you. It's fun. Yes. It's a, this is a good, this is a good, a good uh, conversation, a good exercise. So what this is is the roster, the talent on the roster minus the quarterback. Right. That's all we're looking at right That's now. That's all we're looking at. On paper. On paper. Exactly Who's the right. best team on paper right exactly. now? Exactly. Right? right, right. And, you know, we had this conversation a little bit before the podcast where it's like, you know, and we talked about just because you got a top five roster doesn't mean you're necessarily a top five team. I don't think so. You know, again, it, it, you know, you can match it up where where this team's roster completely is not as good as this team, but they put their resources in a spot that makes sense for the way they're coached and how they play. The scheme that, they play. The scheme they play yeah. and how that goes to where, yeah, I maybe as a whole, and if we all had a generic coach, I would take this roster, but on this team with this coach, this roster makes sense in a lot of yeah. ways, right? You can't you, have it all always, and it's, it's a balancing act in, in the modern NFL. You don't play the games on paper, but you do rank the top five rosters. No doubt. Yeah, that's the way to say it. So let's let's start with some of the teams maybe that didn't make your list. Yeah. You want to do that first here? You're, you're no, ten... let's, do the, let's do our list first okay. and right. then go there. You okay, okay. with that? Right, let's do that. You sure? Five to one. You didn't really like that. I right. could tell. No, but... that's fine. I, th- I think that does, that does make sense because we don't want to give away anything right, right now because right. people might think we have a team at number one where we don't even have them in the top 10. It could be shocking <laughs> like that. Uh, so let's start, let's start with you. Yeah. Your first uh, number, number five. five. And, and how difficult was separating five from the rest of them? Oh, I, I actually found my top five pretty easy. Okay. It's six through 10 as we were, you know, that I was like, oh, my gosh. I felt like I had, you know, six through 14 where I was like, oh, my gosh, this is nitpicky here. Yeah. Right. Um, 
But I, I found my top five when I got into it. For the most part, I went, hmm. I feel pretty good about this. My number five is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. Yep. I'm going to go with the Ravens. You know, you look across the roster. First off, I'm a sucker for big guys and power and all that. Their O-line, I think, is going to be back, we you know, with Linderbaum into it. Jawan Jones, James at right tackle, even if it's not him. and It's Morgan Moses. Zeitler, still good guard. Ronnie Stanley, before he got hurt a few years ago, was the best left tackle in football. You know, now he's going to battle that out probably with Trent Williams. And then tight end play special. You know, running backs, very good. Now, a little bit not healthy yet, but I'm kind of like, okay, let's week four. They're going to be healthy and ready to go. Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, they'll be hitting on all cylinders. Patrick Queen, the secondary. I mean, when you talk about Kyle Hamilton with Marcus Williams and then, you know, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, I just go, holy shit. Yeah, so I'm going to put the Ravens in, in the top five. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Armour Davis, my guy there. Yeah, right. yeah. You talk to close personal friend friend of the podcast yeah um i had the ravens in the uh, honorable mention uh, okay. category outside of even my top 10 Ooh. And, which speaks to how many deep teams there are there i are. did try to bias towards like you said the big guys yeah the good defensive lines the right. good offensive lines right um it's but hard the receiver thing scared you probably with the ravens where you look were, at that there were some holes that just were you know some of these teams are average ish you right know, top 10 ish in yeah. a lot more categories right than the ravens you're right like wide receiver was one of those probably dark spots no name and, pass rusher i think exactly. probably scares people a little bit you know and, and again i'm a little more in the weeds than you where i go like you know i'm expecting a away to be like a real force on the edge i know he he was good last year but i'm looking at him going i think this is like he becomes like one of the better edge pass rushers in football this year yeah. so you know i'm projecting a little bit there and and Listen, I'm not mad at you for, for what you're saying there. I think that's why it's good and, and why you have a good perspective with this because you're going to be able to project a little bit more. Maybe. Than, I'm, right. I'm looking at what's on paper, maybe right. what they did last year, what they signed in the in the offseason. And what I, what I do think for you in these exercises where we both do a top five is that normally you get hammered for your picks, right? Normally everyone's just like jumping all over you down yeah. your throat for yeah. your picks. When I do a pick alongside you, I feel like a lot of people go like, "What was Ahmed thinking?" <laughs> it makes it better what for an me. Idiot. It makes it a lot better for you. <laughs> good, yeah. So good. I think this is gonna this is gonna benefit you. Uh, my number five is the New Orleans Saints. Okay. I'm, I'm, and listen, I hear you there. They're, Do you have them in your top five? They're in my. T- okay. They're in my. They're not in my top five, but they were in my top ten for sure. So I mean, talent all over the defense. Mm-hmm. Demario Davis has been locking down that defense as yep. a linebacker for a long time. Yep. Pete Warner had a good year last year out sure. of Ohio State. Sure. You got the DBs now with Marshawn Lattimore. Tyron Matthew comes over. Right. See, I'm not as excited about that. Ooh, you know, so that, that, but so that's cool. I get it. That's Cam Jordan, right. though, you excited about him? Of still? course, but he's a little bit older, so oh. I just went. Uh. And then who's the other pass rusher? I just Marcus Davenport. I know. So he's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they got big D line and big O line. David Onyemata yes. up front. Yes. Right. And then I still think Elvin Kamara, top tenish, you know, yes. running back. Sure. There, Mark Ingram. Right. And they got some talent in the wide receiver room. You they said do. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. We'll see if he can come back healthy and Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Yeah. I I, I, I hear you. For that. I, I'm no. You, that's a good argument. I'm not mad at you for having them in the top five. Okay. No doubt about it. Lattimore at corner special. The other corner. Hey, Paulson Adebo. Like, yeah, you know. He was good. I like the way he looked. You know, I think he's going to make the step and be better, too. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is a hell of a nickelback. So, you know, I think the Saints are the forgotten team in the NFC where I just go, I'm, watch out for them for sure. You say you're not mad at me for that one. I feel like there might be a team in here that you are mad at me All for. All right. Well, we'll probably. See. Yes. Number four for I'm you. I'm mad you didn't wear your red pants today. Um, <laughs> red shirt. There's always something. Red. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs as my number four team. All right. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City. Um, first off, I think the receivers are damn good across the board. 
I know there's no Tyree Kill, but I just go, whoa, there's a lot of good ones, and it's fine. We know the tight end is special. The O-line, to me, is in the conversation for the best pass-protecting O-line in all of football. Then you get into the running backs. They, they got running backs falling off the tree. Even though none of them might be a superstar, I think they're all kind of good. And I'm, I really like McKinnon, as you know. And then... I'm a you know the defense. Hey, Chris Jones, arguably the best defensive tackle in football, not named Aaron Donald, and he might actually be right up there in that the kind of range with him, you know. And then, you know, I'm expecting to see the Frank Clark that we saw towards the end of the season last year. You know, I like the Carlathis guy and how he looks. All right, I even like uh, the um, the the big uh, the their their starting end right now from Michigan. I'm blanking on his name. You know, um, no Dana Dana. Um, Right, I'm. I'm thinking I'm right about that. Oh, hold on, Mike Dana. Excuse me. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I pull names off the top of my head all day long. I don't always sit here and look at things <laughs> like that. Uh, so that, and I love young corner, right? And Trent McDuffie so far. I like Legarius Sneed a lot, and their two safeties to me are under the radar. Really freaking good with with Reed and Thornhill. So yeah. and then the two linebackers got speed and Bolton and Gay and you know I liked even the Leo Chanel. So I'm putting them up there. I'm putting them up there. I can see you don't have them in the top five, honorable, but maybe you're doubting it now. Honorable mention for me. In <laughs> right. the mix though. Right. For the same reasons that you that yeah. you mentioned there. Frank Clark improved maybe yeah. year this year for him right teaming up with jones i think a lot of it hinges on the rookies you've liked what you've seen from yeah. carl aftis so far yeah um how does that secondary look exactly um was a little bit I of changeover you. yeah you might be higher on the wide receivers i than know i am yes and uh the running backs haven't proven to be uh above average no that, yeah, that, that unit it's a good so group far. it's not i'm good gonna say group. it's great i mean yeah, kelsey right. kind of gives them a nice boost because uh-huh. you might say he's the best tight end weapon in all of football probably that is the case so they were just outside my uh, my top five. All right, so stop stalling. Who's your freaking four? Four for me, the 49ers. Okay. They're in your They're going to be in my top five. All right, so yes. I, won't, I won't go too uh, too long on this one, but it just you, you look all around, like, you know, top five defensive line. Are they top five in wide receiver room? You got maybe top two in tight end in George Kittle. I'm basically stealing all your lines for when you Don't talk about steal the 49ers. Go ahead. So. Keep doing it. And I think even like the running backs, like Elijah Mitchell. I they're mean, all that, fucking good. He seemed good and fast. Yeah, they're all good. I mean, if Jeff Wilson's healthy, you know, the, the kid they drafted in the fourth round, uh, you know, Price Davis. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Fred Warner, to me, is the best. Yeah. I messed up his name, yes. Uh, Fred Warner, I think, is the best middle linebacker in football. I mean, Nick Bosa's in the conversation for one of the best defensive players in football. Yes. You know, and some of the young guys that they have, like, I like them. So I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at you at all. And even, you know, I don't think, you know, I like that they have Charvarius Ward, who's been a little banged up. That's going to help the corner position. And even the safeties, you know, and this is another name I'm going to blow, Ahmed. You know, we're getting to that point in the podcast. Hufunga. Oh, boy. Hufunga from USC, who I had my eye on. And, you know, he shed weight and got faster. And I project him to be a pretty damn good player. And, you know, uh, so, so yes, there, there's. I'm not mad at you there at all. And so, they'll be coming up for me soon. Yeah, the question is how high are they I for know. you? Your number three team is which team? My number three team, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. I just, you know, you, you it's a little bit like you just said with the 49ers. I mean, O-line, I don't know. It's in the conversation for best in football. D-line, even though there might not be the marquee pass rusher, it's like size and strength by numbers. I mean, Darius yeah. Slay and Bradbury at corner, right? You know, then you look at 
the receivers on the outside, like, whoa. I, the tight end, Goddard's really freaking good. So I just look at them and go, yeah, I, I don't. There's no team in football that the Eagles are going to step on the field with and go, oh well, we feel like we're a little mis- we're a little outmatched here. They're definitely one of the best rosters in the sport for me. Yeah, they're they're number eight for me. I okay. could have had I could have had them higher. All right, because like you meant, like on defense, there's not a below average group like no. linebackers, defensive line, secondary, all average or above average. Right. right? Yep. Could have the best offensive line in football. Linebackers a question a little bit. Okay. Right. You know, I'm forgetting about Hassan Reddick too. I should have exactly. mentioned yeah. he could be another. You know, he's going to be a, a a nickel third down pass rusher too that I think is going to add to them. And you know, my, uh, you know, um, uh, Sweat is really good. Right. And and of course, we know they got, you know, big 56 still. That's really damn good, too. As you could tell, I'm just blank. Brandon Graham, you know, Derek Barnett, all those Josh Sweat, you know, and then for the, the, the D tackles are special. So, yeah, I, I look at them and, you know, I, I'm I'm more of a a whore for big people yeah. than maybe you are. And Fletcher Cox. Exactly. Too. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, Jaquaski Tart, I like the addiction, addition there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things I like about their team. But you mentioned Slay and Bradbury too. Not a whole lot of teams have two shutdown corners. Pretty damn like good that. there. I, I definitely could have had the Eagles in the top five. And it just goes to show you're not going to have the Eagles as the number three team in football. It just no. goes to show the Right, what right. A, what a quarterback and how it all fits we gotta together. we got to see how it fits together. Exactly yeah. right. It's a, it's a great way to put it. You're exactly right. My number three team. Yeah. This is the one that might make you mad. I, I don't know how you're going to feel about mm-hmm. this. The Green Bay Packers. Mm. The Green Bay Packers are number three. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't agree with that. But I know. Yeah. They got, but here's hear, hear me out. Yeah. They sure. got studs all over defense. You got Rashawn Gary who had a great year last year. Yes. Kenny Clark. You got some rookies that you liked in Quay Walker. Devontae Wyatt, right. Beast, out of Georgia. Right. Uh, Devondre Campbell was an all-pro last year. Maybe yeah. you're not sold on him. Kind of yep. came out of nowhere. Exactly right. Pro I, football I, I want to see a little more. It's like a, it's a, all of a sudden he just came I out know. of nowhere after being you know third team in three years. Right. He was the number two ranked linebacker last year. I know. Pro yeah, if, he can back year. That, if he can back that up right. or come close to something like that, then they got something. I mean, yeah, if a secondary that was good last year, even without Jair Alexander, mm-hmm. Rasul uh Douglas yeah. was a, was a big part of that offensive line. You had Stokes, their first rounder, at yes. corner from the other side. So, I'm, listen, I, I hear you. Offensive side of the ball. I mean, I think you could say that the offensive line. There are injury concerns, but if healthy, maybe top five. Yeah, I probably and wouldn't go that high, but yes, top ten. It's good. Yeah, right. Exactly right for me. There you go. And running back, the combo of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, top five ish maybe for for a combo in football. I mean, the wide receivers unproven. That might be the only weak group that they have, but it just seemed like they were above average in my like in yeah, my opinion okay. and what I've seen out Don't there. Don't worry, good. I, I mean, listen, I are hope they even in your top? They're not even in your top ten. They were like they're dancing and they're they're like the team that I kind of came to with like oh, are they ten? Are they eleven? I'm not sure. There, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I guess I don't quite put the offensive line quite where you do. I guess I look at it that way. The running backs are. It's a very good duo, but I don't. I'm not like. Oh, and that puts it over the top for me. And then the receiver, tight end part of it. You know, and then even you know, I you're right. I love the rookies. I really do. Yeah, the Von J. Campbell thing is real. I don't know exactly how to feel about him going in this year. You know, and then yes, Rashawn Gary is really damn I, I guess I'm I there's just I wish there was a little bit more marquiness on the front seven that I'm just not sure about, I guess, to a degree, even though I know it's gonna be a really damn good unit. And this is one I could be wrong on. I mean, 
Listen, I, I, I'm maybe I'm probably one of those guys that's a little lower on the Packers than most people as far as their roster. I mean, what what was obvious to me when looking at it though too is that the defense really could be carry a, them. I, it could I, be very, it could be very strong. No question. They they might be a Rodgers be efficient. We're going right. to run the ball a little bit more, yeah. and defense, you know, hold them to 17, and we'll win every game. And they, they certainly could be that style for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, the Bakhtiari situation scares me a little bit. I guess the fact that it's still this long into it, and we're still not back. Um, yeah, it just they're one I'm 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 a little torn with. I guess altogether, you know, Preston Smith, I did not think had like. The, you know, the greatest year the last two years. I think he was better last year than he was two years ago. Uh, so I guess that's what my, my concern is with them a little bit. But the wide receiver thing is definitely a, a big issue, too, as well, like you said. He was activated from the pup list. Yes, that's good. Tiari, that's so good. That's good. That's good to hear. Way to getting back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We're into the top two now. Yep. Your number two roster in the NFL. Non-quarterback edition. Bucks. I'm going to go with the Bucks, And even though, like, man, the injury and, in, you know, the middle there is a little scary with me for sure. I, I just go, okay, weapons, yes. You know, running back, I know not, like, special, but still good enough and going to be able to play the style of football they want. Defensive line, I think, is where I'm, like, just blown away by them. Linebacker, I'm blown away. You know, Safety, I love Antoine Winfield. I think their corners are a little underrated. So I, I look at the Bucks as a team that, yeah, I just look at them and go, holy shit, there's a lot of damn good players on their football team across the board where they have explosiveness and size and power to kind of play either game. Like, oh, we got to play a little bit of a fast team here. We can do that. Oh, we got to play a, like, slug it out and overpower you type of thing. They can do that too. So I'm a big fan of the Bucks roster, as you could see. I mean, I, I just have a hard time thinking that they won't be, you know, and not that, you know, I, I listen, I know they have Brady, but if, if they didn't have Brady and they just had a good quarterback, right, I'd still go, fuck, the Bucks are going to be a handful this year. They're, they're just legit across the, the board. Carlton Davis, to me, is, is really damn good. Jamel Dean is really damn good. Sean Murphy bunting is really damn good to me. And then the D-line is... When you just take Vita Vey and Akeem Hicks and Shaq Barrett and Dr- Joseph Try, you know Tryon Shyanko and now Logan Hall and you add him to the mix and it just, I, I guess it's the the killer aspect again that I look at to go, damn, there's just so many big killers on their team, uh, and then the weapons on the outside that I love and uh, you know Devin White to me is still one of the best linebackers in football and I guess that's where I kind of look at it. Yeah, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. New addition, Russell Gage. I mean, really, you can look at it, and outside of the offensive line, yeah, which I still think could be top ten, even with the injuries. I, I, there, I, right? I know that's where it's that's the toughest part with them. Um, if they if they hadn't had injuries, would they be number one for you, or would no? I don't think they would be. So, I think you know the team that's coming up that's going to be number one now that I've already kind of said that there's a team that we're, we're missing here. But yeah, I mean the yeah. tight end thing I think's going to be good. It's, they're missing Gronk, but they're going to be good there. But yeah, the, the the offensive line thing 
it was hard for them just because too it's just like okay wait I know I haven't seen these guys but they they seem to have an eye for the O line so I guess I'm trusting it a little bit too with going okay you know, the kid from Notre Dame is going to be real he'll be all right he's going to be good uh, you know with Keanu Neal and Mike Edwards at safety I guess there's just there's too many physical killers that I looked at on their team not to have them up here. You know what? You're what? preaching to the choir because I had them number one. You have number They're one. They're my number one yeah, okay, good, good, in all good. of football. Right. So the Bucks are my number one. Yep. The only other one you don't know for me is number two, who is not in your top five, who knows how close they were. Yeah. Number two for me, after looking at it, yeah. was the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. I know how much you like Nick Chubb, so let's start on offense there. Yep. Best running back combo in the league, perhaps. I think so. They I might think, be number yeah. one. I think it's probably number one. I mean, you can talk about best offensive lines in the league. They've Definitely. been up there. Definitely. You got Amari Cooper now helping right. with the wide receivers. I'm not as high on that. Uh, uh, that was uh, the thing that scared me yes. with them. That was the thing that scared me. The receivers scare me a little with them. That, that put them over the edge. I'm afraid Amari Cooper outside in the cold on grass, which he never performs well, is going to be not as existent as we think he should be. That's the only weakness, but you have the running backs in the offensive line. Definitely. And so that was solid. Definitely. And then on defense, he just got studs everywhere, right? Defensive backs with Denzel Ward and John Johnson at safety. Newsom. Knew some like the young up and coming guys for them in the defensive right. Koromoa, Delpic, a linebacker. Williams, yep, JOK, and then you got Miles Garrett. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned him yet. And uh, Devian Clowney, we'll see what we get from him. That's what uh, scares me. That's what I didn't like. That's where they were top. There were a couple to me. question marks. Right. I'm not sure about the rest of their D line. I guess that's what scares me about them. I love Owusu Koromoa, but I'm not sure about the other linebacker. All right, and then you know. Hey, I like the tight end. I do, but I think it's still a little bit of a projection, I guess. And, you know, everything else you said is right. This is That's where it was tough. I mean, it, it was tough. They're, they're a team that is certainly on my list here of these, uh, and they were in the top 10-ish for sure, but I just I couldn't put them in my top five. And I guess the D-line is what ultimately scared me from them more than anything. D-line and wide receiver is what scared me from putting them in my top five. Um, and your number one is the 49ers. They're just the 49ers. I just like, I think it is, it, it's them or the Eagles are the best old line. And, you know, the, the Browns are right there with them. So, but uh, to me, they just have everything in that standpoint. And then you got George Kittle and then, you know, Ayuk and Debo Samuel. It is very special. Those two. And you even add in, you know, the, the kid gray from SMU who can fly, right? So I look at that and just go, shit, okay, he's damn good. The D-line, you know, I'm I'm projecting like Javon Kinlaw to be a fucking killer a little bit. And I think Nick Bosa, as we talked about, is unquestionable, like one of the best defensive players in football. Right. You know, I have faith in the other guy, the other guys on the edge. That, you know, anyway, of course, Eric Armstead's amazing. Warner, I think, is the best middle linebacker in football. So, you know, I get into that. I talked about the safeties a little earlier here. You know, Legereus need at corner. I like that aspect of it. So I, I, I just I look at them, and I and the running backs. I just go shit. You know what is the issue with them? And that's where um, I guess I make them the number one roster in, in all of football. We agreed they're in the top five. Yeah. Um, we what else did we agree on? Bucks were in the top two. Right. 
And that was about it. Well, Eagles. So no, did we have? Do you have Eagles? I had Eagles at eight. Eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll give you my top. Uh, my top. Yeah. 10 go ahead. Let we, me hear it. So I had six. I had Rams. Right. Rams were six. Mm. Chargers seven. I couldn't go Rams that high. Rams did not make my top ten. I think they're too top heavy. They're too top heavy. You know, this is where the conversation's really good about. Doesn't mean they can't be a top ten or top six team. Because the way they're coached and the way they play and McVeigh can hide some of the offensive line deficiencies and you know they're creative on defense and you know but the D line linebacker position I question a little bit, all right and uh, yeah you know I I think I I think I don't know just yeah they were, they they scared me from that aspect Jalen Ramsey still awesome but I you know again I, that was a playoff not to remember by him whether it was the Bucks game or the Super Bowl. That scared me a little bit. Yeah, it's a little top-heavy to your point. I think that that's what scares me. Chargers got some names, too, out there in L.A. Uh, with Khalil Mack now and J.C. Jackson. I, 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 they had know, to be in your honorable mention. They were in, they're in my they, – I, like, I wrote the number eight down for them, okay. you know, as in my rough, my rough you know, top ten there. But, yeah, I mean, because I think they've improved the O-line. The receivers are damn good. Running back, we know they got one of them. I don't know who else the other one's going to be. You know, linebacker, I question That's a little, question, right? Yeah. Kenneth Murray, can he be a guy that really helps know. them out? You know, they got what's-his-face from um, the um, the Rams. Um, I'm going to blank on his – no, they got Sebastian Joseph Day, too, but they got the the linebacker uh, from oh. from the Rams, too. Hold on. You know, Reed, Reed, Troy Reader, thank you very much. Way to go. They got him. You know, we know the secondary is going to be damn good. Asante Samuel, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, holy shit. So – yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm with you there. Eight was Eagles. Nine was Bengals for me. I, Bengals were seven for me. I got a seven for you the Bengals. You did do a top ten. I did. It was rough. It was rough. I didn't feel like I wanted to go. I didn't get to spend, like, as much time on it as I would have liked to <laughs> with traveling to Buffalo. Yes. So I was a little scared to, like, get into the top ten weeds of that department there. Right. But, yes, them, you know, the Saints – the Dolphins yeah. are are in my top ten, you know. And then it got into like, wait, you know, the Titans, the Browns, and the Colts. What do I do with those? And that's where it was like that got tight there. So I, you know, and and so I was I was in the air a little bit about that that one a little bit. The Titans I wanted to put in the top ten, and I just because I like a lot about them, but the O line has got a few new pieces. Uh, the secondary doesn't blow me away. They got great pass rushers, and we know the running back and the receiver thing scares me a little. So that's where I just was like, okay. But again, the way they're coached, the style of play they play, and I, you know, again, I can certainly see them being a top five, top six team in football. So it was a very interesting, you know, and, and you know, I think with two is you know we don't get into these conversations a little bit is like we hit on all the big names. Yeah. Like with the 49ers being our one and our two, and the Bucks, we don't even get into some of the backups, and that's where you just go, holy shit! Like some of the backups are they're insane, and when this guy's off the field on the D line, this guy's going to be in, and they're going to have no problem there. So that's where it just gets into like you look at the complete roster, 
You know, I, you know, hey, the Emmanuel Mosleys and the Dante Johnsons for the 49ers. You know, adding, you know, a Ken Crowley maybe helps them out this year. It's just there, there's there's a lot of names to look at to where we go. We didn't hit on with some of these guys. Use check. Right. Drake Jackson. They got Buford on the starting guard. You know, Aaron Banks goes into the, the starting guard position this year. So that's where it's just like uh, – it's it's to me they're 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 a special team that way. Drake Greenlaw, Greenlaw, I can't believe I forgot to say his name. Yeah. you know their, their duo was maybe up there with the best in football. So sorry to spat off there one no. more time. The last team in my top ten yeah. was the Buffalo Bills. Oh, the Bills and are another one. I should have said that there. Yeah. Quiet concert says. Do yeah. you think the Bills roster is now on the level with the elite rosters in the NFL, or do you still think they're going to be carried by Josh Allen too much? So by our rankings, we see that they are not amongst. The elite. I had them at ten. They were like they were like, they, they were the other team I should have thrown in there that where I was like, man, Bills, Colts, you know, Titans. Are they ten? But they got pieces and things and right where they you know should be. I, I guess I want to see their defensive line a little bit. Like I, I think it's going to be real good. I think it's definitely going to be bigger and more powerful. You know, I don't I'm not sold. Greg Rousseau is going to be a huge killer on the edge. You know. I like the way Kyrie Elam looks. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan Poyer's kind of coming to the end a little bit. You know, there's another one. I was really that was a really tough one with me. I you know their roster's better. They're a better football team for sure. As good as it's been with Josh Allen, I here. think so. And the O line's going to be better too. Should be. But uh, there's just some things. I guess I just was I was scared to make them a top five, and they were in that top ten-ish for me. You know, the Dolphins are maybe a team I'm a little too high on because maybe I'm projecting a little bit with, you know, I think Jalen Phillips is going to be a real force off the edge. But, damn, I know what Raekwon Davis and and, uh, Christian Wilkins are in the middle, and the offensive line has some question. But, damn, we know the receivers and the running backs and the corners and the, I mean, the corners and Javon Holland at safety. So this was a really good – I welcome people to question this and have this conversation because this is is a good exercise. Let me throw two more names in there of teams just so we don't get yelled at by fans of those teams, and and I want to see if you think they're in the discussion for honorable mention here. Colts and Broncos. Yeah, uh, uh, Colts for sure. Colts were the team, like I said, that I had in there with like the Colts, the you Browns, okay. the Titans. You, said that. Got it. you know, where I was like, uh, the Bills, like maybe that's 10 or maybe they're yes. nine, okay. right? That's where I kind of had that. Um, who was the other team you said there? Broncos. I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on the Broncos. I'm not. There's way, there's too much projection. Don't love their O line. We think their receivers are going to be good. You know, I like their running backs. Their defensive line, I got questions about. You know, I like their secondary. Certain's the real deal. I should have made him number one in the draft a few, few years ago. But is like, is is Bradley Chubb going to be what I think he's going to be? I guess there's just some of those kind of questions I got with them a little right. bit, right? Mm-hmm. The other team that I roughly wrote on the list too, but it's young. It's the Jaguars. The Jaguars to me are a team that's it's again like the on love paper, affair continues. I know. I just look at them and go. You know they're young, but man, there's there's no position I look at to go. They're going to be physically overwhelmed there, and I think that's you know cool. But you know again, that's where it's on paper and reality are two different things a little bit. Well, that was good. That's Ooh, a good exercise. That was work. That was a lot. It was. You got angry in the beginning of it. Uh, we I went through we went another, an hour and thirty four minutes. Went now. through another top five list and then took it to ten. And we end with this. By the way, everyone, if you haven't heard, we've got a new YouTube page just for NFL videos. It is YouTube.com slash NFL on NBC. 
We will continue to read this until we're we get getting there. 50,000 subscribers. We made a we're jump here in the last over week. Over halfway there. We did. Yeah. I was like, last week, I was like, holy shit, we're never going to get there. 27,000 people. They're probably all homies. I, I, I hope so. I hope so. All, all right. So we need 23,000 more homies to help us out. <laughs> help yeah. out Ahmed so he yeah. doesn't have to read this anymore. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to only do this probably for another month and yep. a half, maybe. Yep. Damn, I know. I, you know this. This roster thing's really got me thinking too. You got it just like you know. Well, you, here, you second guess yourself. We should do some uh, reaction to the roster. Yeah, we will next, next time. Next week we can for sure. So yeah, I, yeah. I like your top five. The only one I really don't love in your top five. Packers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because you you can kind of see the Browns, even though I think Packers. Yeah. I know that's it. Other than that, you know, but. But I'm sure people will question mine as well. Like I said, I felt really good about my top five. It's the next – it's – it's. there's 15 teams that are top ten <laughs> rosters. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, uh, it's a staple of our podcast. All right, you done? I'm done. I'm done. That's all right, all, good. That's all I got. All right, that's all I got too. All right, everybody, if you need to get in contact with me Friday night, you won't, so don't even try. All right, it's a big night. All right, and then uh, – Hey, we got a good weekend of preseason football. Lots to, you know, talk about. We'll hit some of that on Monday. On Monday, though, we're going to do our AFC over-under win totals okay. and the AFC playoff bracket. Ooh. I'm going to go out there and say my, you know, who's going to be the seven teams in the AFC. Yeah. Wednesday, we'll do that same exercise with the NFC, continue to hit on news around the league and everything else that way. So uh, everybody be good. Enjoy the weekend. You know I will. I hope you do. You have to work. Where are you going baseball-wise? Miami. Miami? Dodgers at Marlins. Okay. So you'll sweat your ass off until you go inside for the game, and you'll exactly, be cool. Yeah. So that's good. All right. Exactly. At least you won't sweat through your suit this weekend. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Last week. Ahmed, you the man. Thanks, as well always. Done. Thanks for leading the charge. Everybody, stay cool. Stay safe. Hit us up with all the questions. Please disagree with us on some of our roster stuff, and we'll talk about that. Clap it up. Clap it up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.